forever was too painful to contemplate. She took a crumpled paper tissue from her jacket pocket and blew her nose. She must focus on the here and now and try to get through the ceremony without drawing attention to herself. She was standing at the back of the chapel. She deliberately arrived late so she could slip in without anyone noticing. It hadn't been easy. There were two police officers at the main entrance to the crematorium, making sure no one tried to gatecrash. She sniffed. Hardly likely. He was a conductor, not a bleeding pop star. Kat had removed her nose ring, brushed her hair and bought a posh black suit and court shoes from Primark to look the part. She told the police she was family and they'd let her in. She listened. It wasn't right to use piped music. Leo would expect a string quartet at least, preferably an entire orchestra. But someone had insisted on a quiet cremation, and Kat was hardly in a position to argue, was she? She looked down at the order of service, Leo's own recording of Mozart's Requiem. Well, he'd approved of that. She remembered watching that film with him one evening about the composer, Amadeus, curled up on his comfy cream sofa. He wanted to educate her about music, he said. She'd yawned a couple of times, it was a long movie, and he'd got really irritated. Pay attention, you might learn something. He'd made her feel like a naughty kid, but she hadn't minded. Just to be with him for a few hours, to have him all to herself was enough. The music faded, and the priest came forward to speak. There was only one bunch of simple white lilies on the coffin, but Kat could smell them from here. She wanted to cry so badly and hated herself for it. Cat Mason didn't do crying. She hardly heard Father Stephen's welcome address. She was too busy trying to calm down. And suddenly, she was desperate to see Victoria. Standing on tiptoe, she craned her neck, hoping to spot the woman with her two children in the front row. But she was disappointed. Cat was only short and there were too many people. She wanted to know if Maddie were there too, and her kid, Phoebe, it was obvious Victoria would be in place of honour at the front, but Kat wasn't sure if Maddie would be invited. There was a glamorous blonde two rows in front, but she was very tall, and Kat knew Maddie wasn't. She longed to see both her rivals' faces, longed and dreaded at the same time. Father Stephen announced that Leo's and Victoria's children, Ralph and Salome, were going to speak, and Kat felt her stomach lurch. She watched mesmerised as a tall, thin boy and a much smaller girl walked over to the lectern. She'd never seen them in the flesh, but the boy, she knew, was seventeen, and the girl, just eight. It was her birthday a month ago. Leo had mentioned it. You could tell that Ralph, dressed in a dark suit and thin black tie, was trying hard to appear confident, but the hunched shoulders and hesitant walk gave away the truth. Salome, on the other hand, in a green and black checked dress and patent shoes, looked totally together. Her fair hair was tied in two fat neat plaits, and she stood up straight and smoothed her skirt as she came to a halt beside her brother. Ralph began to read the first verses of Psalm 21. The Lord is my shepherd. He opened his mouth and out came a hoarse croak. Cat held her breath, wondering if he'd break down. She sensed the congregation squirm and felt a stab of sympathy. He'd lost his dad, after all. But to her relief, he cleared his throat and his voice started to come through loud and clear. It was surprisingly deep for a boy and sort of rich, like Christmas pudding. 
Tracy might have said posh, but Cat knew he hadn't really had a posh upbringing. He'd been to state schools, just like her. She took the opportunity, while he was reading, to examine his face. She'd once begged Leo to show her pictures of his son, and he'd produced one from his wallet, but it wasn't the same as seeing the boy for real. She wanted to study the features, the nose, eyes, mouth, jawline, expressions, to check for her lover's imprint. Leo was so lined, with deep crevices on his brow, round the eyes and running down either side of his mouth, that it had been so hard to imagine what he'd been like when he was young. But she could tell Ralph had his father's genes. He had the same strong features, deep-set eyes, lean, smart face. His nose was smaller, though, and he was fairer than Leo, who was very dark, almost black, apart from the grey at his temples. Ralph finished reading the first part of the psalm and stepped aside to make way for Salome. Cat followed.